Well, I think it, it's just it's just funny to be watching a show from the 2000s. I think my point was more like I, for years, have felt so exhausted trying to just like keep straight in my head what new shows are apparently worthwhile, according to people I'm talking to. It's just like, yeah, you know, Miss Mizell, I heard it's good. Uh, people are talking about Fleabag, fuck, whatever. Fuck, and fuck, fuck I want, sorry to interject, but fuck yeah. Miss Maisel. Okay, that great. Goy ass, all <laughs> goy cast making this. It would literally be like if I made a show about like the black comedy circuit in the 70s and I, ca- <laughs> and I cast you. Like that's what I, that would be. Would that, be like. would, that, that would be a big glow up for me, man. I would <laughs> Rachel Brosnahan stealing Jew Valor, Amy Sherman Palladino, Waspy Motherfucker. No, fuck Miss Maisel and fuck all of those goys trying to make a movie about but the greatest culture on earth, Jews in the sixties. But it, it's almost like it watching new show after new show, like I assume all basically like written from Twitter, like, you know, yeah. uh, just pass, like, just pass by. It's just, uh, one, I just kind of like, it's just like, well, I'm going to guess, guess it's time to watch the Sopranos again. It just, yeah. Like I feel myself. Uh, I mean, I guess I've reached the the point in my life where it's time to just like check out and not pay attention to new stuff anyway. So that's great but it's just like it gives me it gives me as a viewer the feeling of you know that famous uh trump moment where he's just like the bible you guys you guys like this shit right you guys guys love this bullshit it's just like netflix and amazon just being like hey 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 hogs just like yeah no you love this you love this right this this is this is what you like, huh? And just kind of like slapping you in the face with it. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's actually fucking do this thing. Uh, this is a new podcast. <laughs> right after we complain about like the, the culture of like the media ecosystem, we're making a fucking podcast about a TV show. Um, it's called You Lost Me. Uh, we're we're going to podcast about Lost, the television show that aired uh, on ABC between 2004 and 2010. Uh, my name is Ben Geyer. Uh, I have watched Lost like 50 fucking thousand times. I owned the first like six, five or four or five seasons on DVD and wore those fuckers out. Uh, watched it on, Reverie played it on Netflix. Uh, I was also like, I was the like stereotypical like Lost obsessive fan. Like I'd watch it, like I'd watch it when it aired and then I'd watch it the next day again to like look for clues. Uh, and I would read blogs and listen to podcasts back then. Uh, uh, and yeah, so I uh, was a nerd and uh, glad to watch it again with my co-host, Spencer, who you have never watched Lost, right? I have never watched Lost. Uh, my credential for doing this is being Ben's friend. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It's funny, actually. Spencer and I knew each other in high school, and I probably would try to talk to him about Lost. And he was like, oh, just want to talk about Death, death Cab for Cuties. So. <laughs> yep, the, I, I'm sure I, I said those words. Uh, you, you got it. You, you got it. Uh, I, I feel like uh, I feel like 
my experience with Lost is like my brother's friends being like, oh my God, you got to watch this dude. Uh, and it being the last show that you like had to watch that was on DVD, like a DVD yeah. box that you could reasonably expect to see at any friend's house. Yeah, uh, no, for sure. Yeah. I feel like maybe like this and like Desperate Housewives, which came out at the same time, also on ABC. This was probably like the peak of ABC's drama outreach output because it was it was Lost, Desperate Housewives, and Grey's Anatomy, and those were like three of the top shows on television. I, someone out there will tell me I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they were. And uh, I don't think ABC has ever recovered. They've completely ceded the the drama game to NBC with. As Spencer, as Spencer calls it, dis us. And, uh, <laughs> I've and seen all a couple other... episodes. Yeah, I've I've watched like half a season of This Is Us. It's pretty bad. Um, I I have been I haven't watched listening to Felix Biederman's uh, This Is Us uh, podcast episode, which has been pretty great and uh, definitely kind of inspired me to make a show about Lost. Even though he's doing a show about a show he hates, and I'm want to do a show about a show. I love uh, just sort of like thinking about TV in a way that like both sort of like I kind of want to think about what Lost means to like culture, but I also sort of just want to watch all the the dumb guy shit that's in it because despite being one of my favorite shows, it was a real dumb guy show for a while. I yes, I mean when I reference like my my brother's friend being the one who always said you have to watch Lost, yes. <laughs> that's where i'm coming it's from definitely, it's definitely it's definitely a big brother's friend show <laughs> like, <laughs> i feel like there are probably a lot of people out there whose brother's friend told them that yo man you gotta fucking watch lost man <laughs> yeah yes uh i you know i'm glad you love it so much because i am i am open to not liking it i'm open to hating it just because i i have i've never been interested in jj very much yeah yeah no that's just so yeah but, go, oh, finish your thought and then i and then i'll i'll share a little bit about that but i like having recently finally watched uh rise of skywalker i was so blown away and just like tickled by it's just like i have never seen something with such a fundamental disrespect for its <laughs> audience its fans uh it 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 was just like it, it was flabbergasting it was it and it made it made me very interested in jj as a phenomenon uh just like i my having glossed a little bit about him my assumption is it's just like he is one of the first people in the business who grew up on Stephen King and Spielberg and essentially shows it like, like that, that that's just what it is with him. Uh, yeah. I mean, he made super eight, which was like, just literally like he admitted, like, this is just my attempt to make a Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah. I mean, super eight being like, I mean, stranger things before that was stranger yeah. things yeah yeah i think you you're right stranger things is kind of the natural like the natural follow up to a jj abrams culture and, and um, ha- having read all of stephen king in high school 
I feel like I at least I at least have some of the I have enough of where J.J. Abrams and how how do you say the guy with that Linkle Linkleoff D- D- Damon Lindelof Lindelof uh, I have seen enough I've encountered enough of what they are working with to like I can I can kind of look over and be like I, I got your I got your number buddy I, I know yeah what you're so doing. so it, important to note I I think you're right that I mean loss is still like thought of i think as a jj abrams thing but jj left after like 13 episodes yeah um did, and was replaced lindelof stayed for the whole thing and jj was replaced by a guy named carlton cues mm-hmm. who uh did a show called nash bridges i want to say in the 90s let me look this up i i, I wanted to say bridges madison county but that's not it i believe it's nash bridges um starring i think don johnson yeah, it, Don Johnson and Cheech Marin. It was this weird sort of like cop drama, police procedural that like lasted a bunch of seasons. But like you think about it now and like the idea of, of a show called Nash Bridges about Don Johnson as a cop airing feels insane. Um, so yeah, so the, 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 JJ, the JJ thing is, is there. And I actually recently rewatched Super 8. Uh, it's not super eight. Um, we just talked about that. Uh, Cloverfield, yeah, which is again another thing, kind of like Lost, that's thought of as a JJ product, but JJ didn't write or direct it; he just produced it. Um, so I I think that like overall thing about what Lost meant to uh to culture, both in terms of of the effect of the of the like the story type, like you said, like the Stephen King Steven Spielberg thing, and also um that. Lost is sort of the last pre-streaming, um, like mega hit, sort of. Yeah, and it, it was sort of the if we think of now as the streaming era, Lost was like the biggest hit of the TiVo era, as it were, because it was when people were starting to have DVR and video on demand for television, so you could do something where like there was like a hidden Easter egg in the episode. And people could pause it and rewind and look if they could find it, and they could watch it again the next day to see if they got it. So there, there's yeah, a yeah. lot of those that, that we'll get to that uh, we sort of take for granted in an era where everything is streaming. But back then it was pretty crazy. Um, all right, so I think we're about to wrap up this sort of prologue episode. Um, let me do a couple things to see how far Lost has like permeated into your brain. Okay, um, I'm just gonna this, read. This I'm just going to read five things. They're a little spoilery, but out of context, I don't think they'll really matter. Um, and I want to see if you've heard of them, if they mean anything to you, if uh, if if you've ever even sort of registered them as something to do with Lost. Okay. Great. Well, yeah, let's uh, do it. First off, the Dharma Initiative. Uh, I remember you saying that many times. <laughs> I, I remember that. I remember those words passing your lips. Uh, yeah, my then girlfriend, now wife, made me a messenger bag with the Dharma Initiative logo on it, so I could be a, so <laughs> I could be a Dharma delivery man. It sounds like uh, the name of like a shitty emo band we used to like. Probably, uh, but yeah, I there, remember. I, re- I remember you I, saying that. I do remember in like in high schoolish, there was some screamo bands, not even one I liked. But I like almost bought their CD because there were two tracks on it, 
that referenced Lost, not even in the lyrics, just in <laughs> the name of songs. And I thought about buying it just because of that. I don't remember which band it was. I'll figure that out. I um, love. Okay. I, I will. I love the uh, to look back and like my assumption in high school was like any time I encountered a referential or like story album, I would just like, oh man, this is man, these guys are really on something. I'm going <laughs> to dig into this. And I remember getting into this band story album. I forget what they were even called, but it was just based on Lord of the Flies. And it's just like, oh yeah, because <laughs> these guys fucking had to read this in high school. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a Kohi tattoo on my arm and I will stand forever for uh, Mastodon's uh, Blood and Thunder album. Uh, sorry, uh, Leviathan album. But yeah, overall, you're right. <laughs> this shit was so lame. <laughs> I mean, um, not, uh, yeah, it just it just tickles me. Okay. Anyway, uh, next next thing, the hatch. The hatch. Um, I have a mental image of the uh, the bald guy uh, pushing a pushing almost like a, a gear, a great wheel, like okay. in, in some underground bunker. Okay. Uh, that's what I assume about the hatch. Yeah. Okay. I think right. I, I, I knew there was some, uh, whether it was an underground bunker or something that was almost kind of fourth wall breaking, I knew there was some room. Okay. All right. The numbers. Uh, no. Okay, no no recollection of the numbers. Got it. That one will come that one's pretty early. I'll get to that soon. Uh, all right. The others. No, it doesn't ring a bell. Okay. And lastly, the phrase we have to go back. That that rings a bell, but okay. I don't know. I don't know right. what from. All right. We'll, uh, we'll 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 catch we'll track in on some of these later. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much all we're going to talk about on this sort of prologue episode. Uh, do you have anything else, Spencer, about, about Lost that you're looking forward to or fearing? or uh, I, some sort of I think <laughs> I think I I th- I think my sense for what I for the biggest failures of like TV that starts out good is that it's not a mini series like the incentive the incentive to keep things going uh and how that can often lead to like slack kind of in a plot because you know Mm -hmm. you know they're not you know they're not going to kill someone off you know they can't really resolve anything because they want to keep it going um i assume that the pressure uh, on them wasn't quite like it is on I don't know some show like Bojack Horseman today where it's just like uh, I assume they signed on for a set amount of seasons at the beginning but I think my sense is that Lost does not resolve itself uh, in a way that's satisfying and I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I saw. I mean, speaking of Lin, uh, Lindelof, Lindelof, yeah, 
I, uh, just looking him up a minute ago before this, uh, realized he did uh, the recent Watchmen show, which it's like incredible world building, but as soon as you move past the world building, like it does not stick to landing at all. Uh, (laughs) And I think, yeah, I'm interested in uh, to what extent this show sticks the landing yeah well there's a lot of uh, stuff about that and we'll get there but there's a lot about how damon lindelof in particular handled the reaction to the end of lost that's uh pr- pretty funny if we're being honest <laughs> and um, okay. a, a little sad but uh, we'll, we'll get to all that uh yep yeah, so i hope you guys liked the uh little interview we did here and we will uh this one's being posted at the same time as the first proper episode so uh if you like this listen to that and a uh, new episode hopefully every week so All right. yeah talk to you later bye bye